Good morning. Welcome to United in Faith, produced and presented by the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. We invite you to join the conversation, catch the vision, and share the hope of a Jamaica united in faith. is dubbed Break the Silence Sunday by the Council for World Missions Caribbean team. This precedes International Women's Day on March 8th, which will be observed under the theme Women, Breaking Chains, Nurturing Communities, Planting Seeds of Hope. I am Janiel Daly. Stick around for a discussion on gender-based violence and gender injustices. We'll be hearing from the General Secretary of the United Church, Reverend Norbert Stevens, the President General of the United Church Women's Fellowship, Mrs. Pauline Bryan, and Ms. Vanessa Blissett, President of the United Church Young People's Fellowship. We wish to move the discussion forward with the expectations and solutions from our society. Mrs. Bryan, tell us about the causes for these issues in our society. Okay, Janil, it's a very complex question. It has to do with, I think, a lack of respect where even from childhood, boys are not taught to respect their sisters, the women in their lives. There's a business of the male dominance and it's a man thing. Women are softer, gentler and try to instill in their children a respect and love. I think more so than the men. It's the whole idea is you must be tough and you mustn't cry and man's supposed to tough, that sort of thing. So I believe we have to start from the beginning and see where what we do with our children, how we raise our children, is part of the problem because they are brought up believing that there are certain things that are expected of them as men, different from what is expected of them as women. So it really starts from the very beginning. And I think we have to go back to our roots, our churches, our schools, our homes to start really unpacking what really has caused the society to become one where there's this whole idea of domestic violence. It is the norm in so many areas. The CWM Roundtable Talk will be addressing this issue, but I want to throw this question out to the other parties in this discussion. Why do you think we continue to have gender injustices in our church and society? Well, I believe that this is something that is a learned behavior. So gender injustice is something that is taught 
and most persons tend to spill it over into aspects of the society. So it's based on your perception of a male being better at construction than a female. Or if you go to church, the hospitality chair should not be a man. It's just a female's job. Or sometimes we tend to make the mistake of trying to balance out chairs. So we might have a committee that has several men on it and then we want to insert a woman. You know, not necessarily to hear her view or not necessarily to encourage and empower her, but to more so just put her there as a placeholder and to just let her know that, okay, you're a part of something, but are you really truly being heard? And when I say learned behavior, a lot of the times we tend to use scriptures out of context to silence women. And this is something that needs to be addressed for sure. Well, Vanessa has raised some of the issues that I would have mentioned, obviously the cultural and religious norms and practices tend to reinforce the gender imbalance. In many of our churches, the role of women is defined and equally the role of men. So the structure would suggest that it is a male-dominated space. If you look at the ratio of female ministers to male ministers, you see this significant imbalance. And sometimes the challenge is that it is the women who do not want other women to lead them. In addition to that, it is the issue of language. Church is about language. We use our prayers, our liturgies, our litanies, and we tend to speak about God as male, whereas God is neither male nor female. The scripture says that. But pronouns are him, his, that kind of stuff. And when you offer a prayer like God our Father, God our Mother, people raise an eyebrow because that doesn't sound quite right. When God is parent, God is both father and mother. So that language either inspires or kind of reinforces what is. So in the context of the church, I think our liturgies, our litanies, our prayers ought to reflect the community rather than a gender bias that says it is a man's world. The bias that you mentioned just now, it is a man's world. How have we really seen that manifest in different spaces in terms of it affecting socialization? It is that way because, I mean, growing up, it is, as Vanessa said, it is the girl who's supposed to clean the house and the boy sweeps the yard. It is the boy who goes out to work and the girl who stays home and raises the child. Or the man and the woman in that way. So that I think the idea is that you do that and as Vanessa says, the scriptures reinforce it. Or some people use it that way. Ephesians 5 verse 22 to 32. People only stop at 24 where one verse is the woman is supposed to submit to her husband and the man is the head of the woman and it is nine verses to the man about how he should love his wife as Christ loves the church and it is a great mystery and so on but we only cotton on to the one and a half verse that says the woman is supposed to be submissive when in fact you submit to someone who loves you like that and submission is not a hierarchical structure it is a role function so I think that it is how we educate people, how we reinforce leadership, how we reinforce systems and structures that will allow us to become different. And I agree with what Rev had said too about females who actually impact the issue of gender violence against women as well as injustice in our church. Because sometimes just based on how you treat another woman, it communicates severely that you are not here for her, you're not supporting her. And I think that's something that we need to do if we're planting seeds of hope. We have to encourage, we have to support, we have to strengthen one another. There's a stigma attached to being an abused woman. So causing a lot of women to hide and lie about what is happening 
behind closed doors. So we are not embracing women to the point where they can speak up. So, you know, hence when we talk about today, we talk about break the silence. We have to reach to the point where persons are willing to accept this is happening to me and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. I'm going to speak out. I'm going to get help in the right way. Well, part of the way in which we break the chains, it is how we provide different leadership. The leadership that spiritualizes gender violence or gender injustice must change. Don't tell people to go yes. pray about it because Jesus never prayed about yes. one thing without doing something to reinforce a different outcome. Don't allow people to, through counseling, to feel that, oh, you must forgive and you must love and you must be patient. All of those ethics have justice elements to them. Love is truthful. Love does not tolerate evil. Love is about justice and equity and, and righteousness. So that I think that's one thing. A second thing which we don't do well and probably don't do at all is to create a safe space for people to feel that they can come and speak to someone who yes. will hear them without judgment. And sometimes, unfortunately, it is not the pastor. Sometimes it has to be some other system that we establish within our church to say, you can call that hotline or you can speak to that person about your experience so that you can be heard. For true we have to create spaces where people can indeed know that they can come and they will get a safe haven, they will get the counseling and they will get the support. I agree. I think that also affirming the image of God is very important because we as Christians, we, the core is Christ and Christ is at the center of the church. And so whether we are a child, a young person or an adult, once Christ is at the center, then it should be shown in our behaviors and how we treat women as well as men. Another practical approach has to do with just how, again, as churches, we have reacted or responded to other needs. We have homes for our children. We have homes for our elderly. We need to create facilities for people who are abused. Maybe it's a task that collaboratively as church, along with other state-operated organizations, or even those that are not operated by the state, how we collaborate towards that end. Some exist already. It's how we partner with what is underground to make it different. That is so true, Reverend. This is why even now we are partnering with Church Women United, which is another sister organization, to see what we can do together as two bodies. And, you know, we recognize that there are also agencies that do offer, like UNESCO, that from time to time offer grants. So we are trying to put our collective thoughts together to say what are the greatest needs right now and how can we meet those needs. I think we need to really start at the level of the family, teaching men and women to become partners and to see each other in the light of God's, you know, wish for us to be partners. So it's not me above you or you above me, but we are together working together for the good of all. Miss Blissett will be sitting on the panel for the CWM Gender Injustice event. Tell us about that event. So that will be a steamy discussion on the key advancements of women in the church and society as well as we'll be talking about how barriers can be broken in breaking the silence of gender justice. Let us pray. Holy God, we are always at your mercy, expecting that you would offer to us the gifts and resources we need for every day. On this special day, we pray for our women. We pray, O oh God, for those who struggle every single day with issues of violence, injustice, inequity. You have created each of us in your own image. May we manifest that in the ways in which we speak, 
relate and empower our women. Today we pray in a very special way for the women and children in the Ukraine, as they are in the midst of a war, and all such women and children across the globe. Grant peace, healing and hope in their spaces. Hear our prayers and let our Christ come to you. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen. Change me, O God. Make me more like you. Change me, O God. Wash me. Truly, it has been an enriching discussion this morning. Thank you, panelists, for joining, and thank you to our listeners who tuned in. I'm Janiel. Take very good care. Until next time. Let us reach this generation. That was United in Faith, produced and presented by the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands, 12 Carlton Crescent, Kingston 10. Telephone 926-8734. Email us at synod at ucjci.com and find us on the World Wide Web at ucjci.com. Please join us next week for another United in Faith. This program was produced at the studio of the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands, located at 12 Carlton Crescent, Kingston 10. Call us at 876-926-6059 for information about our most competitive rates for your voiceover and broadcasting needs. <laughs>